When I first got here, I sold everything, pretty much everything I touched. My closing rate wasn't 100%, but I was selling way more than I was expected to. Then I had two weeks where I didn't sell a thing. I talked to Brian about it, and Brian Brian said to me, he goes, just go back out there, sell your next one. And I'm like, what? Like, you, you don't have any advice? He's like, yeah, stop thinking about it. Last month, I had an $80,000 day. Uh, still struggled to hit 250 for the month. That, that That's a slump. The consistency is what you need, not the big tickets. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the award-winning Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, are hanging out with you one more time, and we are bringing Jamie and Logan back to conclude their fantastic conversation that we started last week. If you missed that episode, make sure that you go back a week and check it out, because today is going to be the conclusion of that conversation, and we're going to wrap up with some really dynamic conversation with these two powerhouse electricians Uh, But don't worry, it's not just going to be about electrical things. We're going to be talking about objections in general, and it's going to be really beneficial for anybody in the in-home services industry or, frankly, in sales in general. But before we do that, it's time for Brian and I to spend a little bit of time talking ourselves, and we turn to Brian for our quote. Learning never exhausts the mind. Leonardo da Vinci. I see you kind of got a theme going on here. Yeah, the theme is, you know, uh, the the never-ending desire to learn that Jamie and Logan possess. Insatiable. And display. Insatiable appetite for wisdom between those two. Also, the fact that, uh, that an avid listener and fan of the show and friend of ours, Tim Gould, who uh, owns an electrical shop in South Carolina, uh, threw this one out at me. He just said, uh, I like this quote. Okay, so you really have taken uh, the advice from last week, and you actually actually now have a guy no, getting quotes for you. No, no, no. The advice you gave last week was to hire a guy. Oh, that would that would uh, mean that I'm paying Tim for said quote. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> if he gets helps me meet Leonardo da Vinci, then I'll pay. But outside of that, oh, that might yeah. Be hard. Thanks, thanks for the quote, Tim. I said that's uh, an awesome quote, and you can expect to hear it on an on an upcoming episode. So there you go. But aside from that. I got a lot of feedback. I don't know when it was that we were talking about uh, me zip tying my truck key to everything that I could, po- sorry, that everything to everything that I will forget, which is everything that I have to uh, resort to very damaged short term memory to remember. So if I want to take like a protein shake in the morning, I got to put my truck key in the, in the refrigerator. You know, if I wanted, if I pull the washing machine drain hose out to replace some, some, uh, washing machine hoses or whatever and put it on the floor i had to zip tie my truck key to it if i unplugged a deep freezer for whatever reason at a client's house i would zip zip tie my truck key to that cord and drop it on the floor why because otherwise i would forget and what happened every time i did that i hopped in my truck went to start it sorry 
went to unlock the door of my truck that I obviously always kept locked. <laughs> and what would happen? Where's my key? And I'm getting ready to call my wife and kids like, which one of you lost my key? Wait a minute, I'm at a job site, so it couldn't have been them. Oh, that's right. I zip tied it to a cord. And I went back in, cut the zip tie, threw it away. Don't leave it on the client's floor, electricians, for crying out loud. I would uh, throw it away and take my key. Sorry, plug it back in. <laughs> take my key and leave. And that was like a piece of advice. And I got a lot of feedback saying, appreciate that little tidbit. So some other advice I had. When's the last time you saw me with long hair, Nate? Boy, I... Uh don't think ever that's correct even ever. even in the photos that i've seen of you in your youth i don't think i've ever seen brian burton sporting long hair there was a time in my youth i went with this weird long hair thing can we have some photos of that pasted posted in the waste no day group please? probably not uh <laughs> back and side shaved and like long on top with like a ponytail or something i don't know what I was business up front party in the back no no there was there's nothing up in the back either it was just the top Okay, just party up top, business all around. Yeah. <laughs> Professional all around and uh, punk kid on top. But now I'm a grown-up. And uh, as a grown-up, I don't have a lot of time for things like doing my hair in the morning. A, co a comb or brush has not touched my hair in, I don't know, 15 years, maybe 20. I, I get a shower. I get dressed. I come to work. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I could do something about not having to brush my teeth and take a shower in the morning because I would like that much more time back for lifting weights or sleeping or whatever it is. Uh, probably, sorry, reading and, and uh, doing devotionals. Sleep a little faster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I can't. I can't get around those two. So I, the, the things that I can find that I can get around, I get around. And, in, and there, if there are things that annoy me throughout the day, that have happened before, I tend to get rid of those things. I carry, as you know, kind of famous around here for it, and a lot of other people do it now. I carry a, what do I carry in my pocket, buddy? A floss stick, Brian. You carry a floss stick. That is correct. I have a bag of floss sticks at my desk. I have a bag of floss sticks in my car. I have a bag of floss sticks at home. And everywhere I go, I have one in my pocket. You can replace it as you see fit. For me, it's about once every other year. <sighs> <laughs> and then I, I leave it on Nate's keyboard when I'm not using it. <laughs> no, take a floss stick, go to eat, go to lunch, whatever, eat your, your meal in between calls, take that floss stick out and handle business. Why? I got a little OCD maybe, but I'll just sit there and pick at my teeth with my tongue if I have something between them. I'm getting a nail in there. I'm like using a zip tie, a credit card, like whatever I can find. I'm fanatical about this thing between my teeth and I don't even know I'm doing it. So keep a floss stick handy. Just run it through your teeth real quick. Your dentist will appreciate it and chuck it and grab another one and put it, put the new one back in your pocket. Uh, if you're doing a lot of drain work without gloves, maybe just keep a bag in your truck. All right. <laughs> But what you don't want to do is be talking to a client and jamming your tongue between your teeth. Or what's significantly worse, having that big old piece of lettuce between your front teeth and not even know it exists. So keep the floss stick handy. Keep your hair nice and short. Don't worry about doing your hair in the morning. Like, come on. I heard Jocko do a little video about this recently. 
He said, yeah, I keep my hair short. I'm not here to look good. I'm here to win. <laughs> <laughs> and he wins. You know what I mean? You win, Jocko. So, uh, yes, keep the hair short. Look, some of you guys don't shower in the morning. I don't get it. I don't agree with it. I'm telling you, you think nobody knows. You couldn't be more wrong. Everyone knows. Your, your skin's oily. Your hair's oily. But if you're going to do that, shave your head. Keep it nice military cut or just bald. Uh, do not come to work with bed head. We got to start calling people out more, man. You know? You call the big ones out. I'll call the small ones out. I'll <laughs> knock it off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, keep the hair nice and short. You're not winning. Keep, get rid of that ridiculous beard. I, I saw someone online talk about this recently where they're like, yeah, it's just easier to, to connect with a client when you don't have facial hair. And of course, three people with huge beards, you know, the duck dynasty and ZZ top guys jump on there and go, I know a guy who outsells anybody you ever met and he has long beard. Like, okay, but it's not you, Right. So shave the ridiculous stuff off your face and be a professional and show up looking like you mean business. If you're on vacation, you don't want to shave, cool. But there is still a percentage of Americans who immediately distrust somebody who has facial hair. So why would you put that between you and your sale? What are you here for? Trying to win a contest for best beard? Or are you trying to get paid? Shave, keep your hair short, keep a floss stick in your pocket. And uh, for all the people that uh, stopped listening to this show now that I said that, we won't miss you. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> we don't care. Well, thank you for that public service announcement, Brian, brought to you by Brian Burton Recruiting Efforts. <laughs> Mostly talking to our people here. <laughs> well, uh, one thing before we jump back into the conversation with Logan and Jamie is our review of the week, Brian. Who do we spotlight today? Great show. Five stars. Amazing show. Has great guests full of knowledge. After taking advice from Friday from them and the guest, my average ticket has improved and I'm able to make happier homeowners. Sean Clausen. Shout out my man, Sean. Yeah, thanks, buddy. We appreciate the review. We appreciate those of you who understand that you don't pay a penny to listen to this show and Brian and Nate don't even make you listen to advertisements like some shows. Well, there was that public service announcement about 30 seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, I'm advertising for, uh, what's that, Harry's Razors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that crap off your face, that nonsense. Um, yeah, and, and we don't ask for much, but if you could just share it with a couple friends, make a Facebook post, share the episode when you see them pop up, and jump on and write us a review, that's all we really need, man. But if you don't, we still appreciate you listening. We sure do, and you're going to want to share this episode as we put Jamie and Logan back into your passenger seat. Our guests are returning once again. This time, Jamie and Logan are sitting in your passenger seat to conclude their conversation that we started last week. As I mentioned, make sure that you do catch that before you follow up with this part two of the episode. Uh, but Jamie and Logan are both qualified electricians who are working in Mr. Sparky Electric here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in our shop. We're super proud of them as they have combined sales over $6 million last year. And uh, we're looking forward to beating those records this year. We're going to pick up the conversation right where we left off last week and get right back into it with Jamie and Logan. 
So gentlemen, I'm sure that you've come across this one before and with the current economic status of things, finances are always a concern, but there's always talk about the economy and banks collapsing and recessions and, and all this stuff, right? So I'm sure both of you have encountered the that's too much or we don't have the money right now or whatever. And we're going to try something new here, Brian. We're going to do a little bit of a role play between our guests and what I want to do here is I want to hear how Logan, from a relational perspective, overcomes that objection. And then we'll flip the script. And I want to hear how Jamie, from a process-driven uh, perspective, handles that objection. If it's the same, great. We'll just hear, we'll just hear it again twice because it's always good to hear that repetition. But if it's different, I want to, I want to understand like how you're approaching that differently. So let me frame up the call for you here. Jamie, you're going to be the customer. Logan, you're going to be Logan, the electrician. And uh you got called out because there was some electrical switches or electrical outlets that were not working properly. Uh, you did your examination and diagnosis and figured out this is actually tracing back to the panel. And so there's a broader discussion. You've made your presentation about panels and now Jamie is, is uh, saying, boy, that's a lot of money. So Logan, we'll pick up with you kind of making the tail end of your presentation. And then Jamie's going to have some words. Cool. So, so Jamie, you made the comment. It's a lot of money. What, what is what is the primary driving factor? Just the cost, or you don't think the product is worth that amount of money? Uh, I I'm sure it's worth it, but things are tight right now. Okay, can I can I level with you on something here? I mean, you're, you've hit it off pretty good. It how tight is it going to be when you? Would you rather times be tight or times be tight without electric? Never really thought about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just times being tight. Yeah, I mean, it. Are you willing to at least apply for the financing? I mean, hundred hundred and fifty dollars a month is something we can pretty much. I mean, you can come up with that. Just, I know it's. I know it's still a monthly payment, but yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything better that we can do on that? I can. I mean, I can call and ask. Um, but our prices are priced to the value of what you're getting, so I don't think we're going to be able to adjust anything on that. Gotcha. Um, I, I guess what I'm asking more or less is when you say times are tight, are you expecting to pay this cash? Do you not finance? Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I would, if I would do it, I'd have to look at the finance. Yeah, I don't have that type of money laying around. Okay. So do you agree there's not a big difference between 150 and 170 a month? I mean, $20, that's, I don't know where yeah. you're at and I don't really need to know where you're at. I gotcha. Just, yeah, no, the $20 a month isn't going to make or break me. Okay. So with that being said, the panel I already offered you, why don't we just upgrade to the bigger one? Get for the $20 more a month. You're more protected. Yeah, I'm not too worried about those other, that other stuff. Um, okay. You know, why, why don't we just stick with where we were at? All right. No problem. Do you want to apply? Yeah, sure. Okay. One, one thing I would have said there is like at that point where you're, you're recommending the upgrade, you had probably given him some benefits to that upgrade. And mm -hmm. if you're even offering it, you saw him light up when you said a couple of those, you know, hot buttons, we'd call it. Mm -hmm. I would have brought, brought those, the one, so if you mentioned five reasons to upgrade the panel yep. and you saw that he lit up when you said two of them, because if he, if he didn't light up at any of the five, you're not even bringing the upgrade up again, right? Yep. So if you lit up at two of them, when you say, how about you upgrade to the, or, or we move up to the upgraded panel, because of these two reasons that you saw him light up about the quote unquote hot buttons. And you mentioned those two reasons again and say for $20 a month, you'll have that as well. See that 
that's what I need to work on is explaining more. The reason I bring the upgrade up in that situation is because then it makes Jamie feel like, well, yeah, he's not trying to sell me on the highest option. Maybe 150 I can't afford. You know, you bring him up to bring him back down. I mean, wh- what it felt like to me was like, I'm trying to take the persona of like, I can't afford the 150 bucks, right? Like that's just more than my comfort zone. Um, and when you when you offered that larger amount and with the difference of $20, it was like, no, I really can't do that. So like, I, I guess I could try to make the 150 work. Like, you know, sitting here even like, not trying to be super sure. hard, but trying to be at least a little bit realistic, right? Yep. Um, I was just like, well, well, crap. Yeah, I mean. You can let, make it work. Let, let's look at that 150. It just changes that perspective a little bit. Nice. I like it, guys. Let's flip the script here. So, Logan, you're going to be the client. Jamie's walking in there uh, as the safety advisor. The scenario is a little different here because Jamie predominantly runs uh, safety checks and inspections. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie's been called out to the home. Um Logan was offered a complimentary safety inspection as being an added value for a plumbing customer that we have. And so he's not even 100% sure about what's going on or why Jamie's out today. Not that we want it that way. That's just sometimes is the case. And uh, so, you know, Logan's a little bit like, yeah, sure, you know, come on out. And, And Jamie's coming out. He identified a couple small problems, but now those problems have transitioned into a larger problem like, hey, your panel is actually old or, or, or starting to show some, show some signs of wear and tear. Right. Uh, and Logan's going to have some financial concerns about that. So Jamie, pick up from there. Gotcha. Um, so Logan, obviously, you know, we, we talked through, you know, what we were looking at doing here. Right. Um, and, and as we had discussed, you know, if there was things that we saw, um, that, that we wanted to, to at least be aware of it. Correct. Yeah. Um, so as, as we're looking at these options, do you have any questions for me about, you know, why these things need done. It's not necessarily why they need done. I get that and I understand that, but the the price just seems a little too high for me right now. I gotcha. Um, So when when we're saying the price, are we looking, are you talking about, you know, just writing a check for it and and things like that? Well, I mean, even I see the monthly payment listed underneath here. I mean, even that is a little hard for me to grasp right now. Gotcha. Um, Taking the, the monthly payment out of it, Logan, um, obviously, you know, kind of as we looked here, did you have one of these that you would lean more towards that you like the features of more or is it, was there one that you would lean more towards all money aside? Well, I don't want, I don't want the best money can buy, but I don't want the cheapest Frankenstein fix either. I kind of want the middle, the middle option. Okay. Yeah. That, that's actually what most of our clients, uh, tend to tend to look at it's a, it's a fantastic option. So Logan, what we're looking at here, you know, obviously as you can see, you're looking at about a, a hundred bucks a month. Um, I know you said things are a little tighter right now. Do you mind me asking a question, Logan? Yeah, go ahead. That a hundred dollars a month, is that taking food out of the fridge? Because if it is seriously, like let, let's close the door on this. Like you need to be able to eat. It's not taking food out of the fridge. It's okay. just not putting uh, the steak in the fridge. It's putting something a little, little less. I gotcha. Yeah. Salisbury. <laughs> yeah. I love me some Salisbury steak, man. So when am I, when am I coming over for some of that? That sounds nice. Um, so Logan, it, it sounds like it's something though that you agree that the panel is an issue or is it something that we don't even fully feel needs done at this point? Oh no, it definitely needs okay. done. I'm just, you know, gotcha. I didn't know it needed done when you got here. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's I, a I looked, surprise, right? Yeah. I looked online when you were downstairs and mm-hmm. I saw that the average price is $4,500. Yeah. Here we are at ten grand. 
Yeah. I, and, and it's not it's not that I don't trust you. It's just strictly the money. Yeah. It, it is 100% strictly the money right now. Look, I, I appreciate you. You let me know that, Logan. Um, you know, kind of as we looked at these options here, remember how we talked about, like I kind of drew you up with our, our normal popular ones, yep. right? We have ones that go, you know, way above. It sounded like that wasn't something we no, wanted. No, And we also had ones that went a little bit lower. If we're looking purely budgetary, right? Like we know that the panel is an issue, right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, we agree with that. And it's purely just that monthly payment, the, the money issue. I know this was the panel that like, as we walk through the features that you'd yeah. like, but as you Googled, there's cheaper options. Uh, would you would you like to take a look at some of the lower priced options that we have? Make it at least a little bit more affordable and keep the safety of the home. No, I think I think what you're saying makes makes the most sense. I mean, I don't gotcha. want to, like I said, I don't want the Frankenstein thing. So it's not as much about the cheapest price. No, it's uh, just quality to quality versus yep. price to price. Type gotcha. Of deal. But so, I mean, hundred dollars so, a month is. Right. So with that hundred, I mean, Logan, was there, was there a place monthly where you felt a little bit more comfortable? Like if we can get you, you know, maybe if we take away this surge protector for right now, like we talked, it is something we can always add later. So once you kind of recoup, get your good base squared away, safe, good to go. Right. We can add these things later. Obviously it costs a little bit more in the long run. Right. Um, But if we're looking at that monthly payment, all it takes, we can drop down just a little bit things that we can add later, help you a little bit on that monthly um, is that something you'd want to look at or do we just want to stick at that, that hundred and, and get this squared away for you? Yeah, let's stick with a hundred because tw- okay. again, $20 is not, okay. Not going to make or break it. This hundred is a, is a rough estimate. Okay. okay. We'll go through, we'll get you pre-approved. It takes two minutes. Let us know exactly where you're going to be. Okay. Does that sound good? Yep. If you're looking for critique, I don't. <laughs> what do you want from me? Did it better than I would. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, guys. You guys are nailing it. Yeah, two of the best in the biz, and uh, we're honored to have you on here like this. And I hope the listeners are are just taking notes furiously right now. Yeah, yeah. The, the I'm always um, for feedback. So like, so I mean, I, I don't I like any feedback on correction. I would just say, like, for our listeners' sake, that was a pretty flawless way to go about. Uh, the the price objection. So yeah. you had to you had to get out. Probably make him come to the understanding and realize that he did agree that it needed to be done. Yeah, but you can't neg- you can't negate the fact that he doesn't know that yet. Like he he doesn't have a full understanding of that. And you walk out and you leave after he says after think about it because it's a lot of money and we just tend to you know, just clap our hands and, and roll. And you didn't give him the opportunity to express what it is he needs to think about. When he just said it's just the money, you didn't really give him the opportunity to dig into that himself a little bit. Yeah. Realize that like $100 a month isn't taking food out of his fridge. And for most yeah. of the people we see on a day-to-day basis, $100 a month is not taking food out of our, it might cost you an energy drink every other day, but you don't need to be drinking that crap anyway. Sorry, trades. Um, it's very it's very easy for most people to, if they don't just have it, to come up with that $100 a month for something that actually really needs to be done. But he needed to come to the realization that he believed it needed to be done. And as soon as you got him through that, you, you took all the other outs. And well, Logan was trying not to go down the buying path with you, and he right. still went down the path. And what I found, you know, when we put it in the terms of like, what we do on the electrical side is a lot of safety stuff, right? It's a lot of keeping the home safe, period. Um, and 
what I found is when we bring up the question about taking food out of the fridge, like at the end of the day, if, if they've kind of acted like they think it needs done, right. Or you feel that it does. When we ask that question, if someone literally is telling you that it will take food out of the fridge, it's very often true. Like it's an honest answer. Uh, nobody's going to open up to that if it's not actually true. Right. Um, it's in, it would be embarrass somewhat embarrassing thing mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. Whereas a blanket like, ah, oh, we can't afford that right now. That's an easy thing to say whether you can afford it or not. And you're mm-hmm. just going to throw that out there. And who in this room of the four of us have not done that before when we, mm-hmm. you know, when we actually could quote unquote afford it. But well, what we're really saying is, I like this $1,200 a year more than I like whatever the product is that you're showing me. Yep. And we just don't want to say that, but that is what we're thinking. Yep. So you got it out of him that he agreed this needed to be done. And then it was pretty clear that he trusted and liked you and respected you as an electrician and wanted to have it done by you. Well, and this is also where I go back to, it's huge about giving people options, right? Like whether it's the options that you actually drew up or the fact that these options even exist, because you know, we brought up the point about, you know, Googling and finding something lower. Well, like we have lower options, but he chose to go higher. Uh, and so if that's purely, now we're back to dealing with the money thing. If it is purely money, let, let's step you down. Um, because at the end of the day, we're still getting it done and getting something squared away for him. But that shifted his perspective as well of like, well, no, like I want this product. Okay. Well now if we want this product, this is kind of where we have to be. It helps him build the value for that money because he already picked the product that he wants. So, yeah. Well, both of you do so well as identify if it is money or if it is quality, right? I, I heard both, I heard both of you talk in sometimes very obvious ways, sometimes not so obvious ways about quality versus money. Mm-hmm. And so nobody wants to be viewed as that cheapskate. Nobody's like, right. hey, man, you know, give me your bottom dollar price. I don't want any bells and whistles. I just want, I want a Band-Aid on this thing. Yep. Like nobody, very few very people few. are like walking out there saying, yeah, I'm cheap mm-hmm. and pinch the pennies for me. Because that's not a, uh, it's not generally a positive uh, mm-hmm. reputation. Yep. Um, but a lot of people are also hesitant because they don't want to be taken advantage of like, I'm you know, hey, I don't need the top Cadillac version of things, you know, let's yep. we're and that's why you find so many people end up in the middle, which is why there's so much value to presenting options. So people find comfort yep. in not being the bottom dollar guy, but also not being the Rolls Royce of things in well, the middle ground. You gotta, you gotta say six options or Dylan Moy is gonna text me. <laughs> Come on, bro. I mean, at at the end of the day, like everything in life we have choices with, right? You have choices what grocery store you go to. Heck, you have choice what brand bread you're buying, right? Um, and that, so that is funny because you go to the bread aisle; it's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. The bread aisle, a dollar, seven dollars. Yep, bread, dude. Right? I don't. I don't think there's anything that stresses me out more now uh, as far as Amelia sending me a text about swing by and grab some <laughs> rolls or something than bread. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I just picture this bread aisle, and it's it's. I'm, I'm sorry, it's why I'm a three option guy. If if three is <laughs> like decision fatigue, you know, I've done spent all day mm-hmm. making decisions. Now I got to stop at uh, giants or whatever on the way home and walk down the bread aisle. And I'm like, there's 400 different types of bread. And I go, what kind do you want? doesn't matter. Oh. All right. I'm going to burn the store down, yeah. drive the car into the side of the house. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that's picky about my bread. Like I want a specific type of bread or, or different type of things. Or so. this one. I love when she does this one. You know what everybody likes. 
I don't know what color your hair is. <laughs> I don't know what the kids like in terms of bread. Yeah. You you want to talk about stress, Brian? Get a phone call or a text from Jamie that says I have something for sale. <laughs> Yeah. Logan <laughs> owns more guns than Jamie has uh, previously owned the new ones. I've learned you don't even answer. Just, just <laughs> let it go because if you answer, you're going to be sold. And then you put it in the gun safe. It's like, wh- why did I need this? You're also realizing selling Logan on buying a new gun is uh, <laughs> pretty easy. It's a layup. Huh? <laughs> just have to like show it to him. Jamie's looking. I've had a bad week. He oh, okay. A, I'll text. I'll text Logan. <laughs> he used an objection on me the other day. I said. uh he asked me if I wanted to buy a rangefinder. I said, I got I to check with my wife. And he said, no, normally when you say that, that means you're just not interested. And that's okay. Just tell me that. And I'm like, yeah, Jamie, I, you're right. I'm not interested. <laughs> He's like, I really don't need one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, that's great, fellas. Well, Logan, uh, if you'd be humble enough, because uh, I, this is something that, you know, we're going to encounter is the, the ones that stress you out. Right. So we already covered the ones that you like to handle, but what are the ones that are like, oh man, even, Ooh, even the great me. Logan, even the great Jamie is coming up against some that like, boy, I, I struggled with this one or the last time I got this one, it didn't work out well. What's that for you, Logan? Oh man, for, for me, it's that, it's that, I don't want to say arrogant, but it's, it's an arrogant person that just the engineer. Yeah, that, that doesn't want to be your friend, doesn't want to talk, doesn't care about any relationship you build. That, that is my, that, that's what shuts me down. Because if I can't build a relationship, I'm not really going to dazzle you with a lot of brilliance. You know, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I can pull things out of a hat if we're friends, but if we're not friends, you're, you're probably, I'm probably going to leave with you mad because I, I don't really s- deliver things the way they should be delivered a lot of times. I'm more upfront. And if you're not, if you don't know that and you don't accept that, we're probably going to have, we call them Loganisms. Yeah. And I've only had two since I've been here that are like, I said something and I'm like, Oh crap, that that's not what I should have said. And most of the time it's like, well, I'm just going to cut this off and just let it leave as call me if you need me type of thing. And that that's, that's what stops me. So, Jamie, you're a more process-driven guy, which would probably lend itself a little bit better to handling an A-type uh, anti-personality uh, client in the mm-hmm. home. So what has been your success in dealing with those very difficult, not looking to be your friend, just give me straight bucks, and I'm going yep. to have some high, things high to D come back at disc you. profile. High right. D. They, uh, Ed Staub, our Sandler trainer, used to say uh, – D, or maybe it was in the book, the David Sandler's book. But what did he say? D's uh, eyes are a party waiting to happen, and D's look at socializing as lazy people wasting time. D's look at socializing as lazy people wasting time. So yeah. that's the thing to remember when you go into the house of a high D, is that they're they're just not social people. They're they're like, how do I win? We're yeah. in a, we're in a we're in a competition here, and how do I win? You know how you talk about the the young inspiring text that, thank God they don't want to buy. Here's my card. I'm ready to leave. When I got here, that's how Jamie was with relationships. When they like when he would they wouldn't want a relationship. Jamie would strive. When they were like when I rode with him and people would be trying to have a relationship, I could tell Jamie was just like awkward. Like it it was not. You know, oh yeah, that's that's a nice family you have. Oh, by the way, do do you know about your search protection? <laughs> and, and it's like I can see the shift in 
Yeah. That I can see the shift in me going towards the more process driven. It's like we're we're kind of evening out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the the way that I would handle something like that, I mean, that that's where I'd go back hard on the fact of like, all right, cool. This dude don't want to be my friend. I don't want to be his friend, but he's sure as heck gonna trust what I'm talking about. And if he's gonna be argumentative about it, I'm gonna have resources to back it up. Um and so I go much more on the the fact of we want to play this game. Okay. Like I'm going to play, but I, I'm going to stick my ground. And it, when they do come through, cause I, I'm going to say like, that's, that's my hardest one to deal with as well. Um, when the client you know, doesn't want to be your friend, the data will be. Yeah. And if you can use data, it's, you know, they can't argue with data. Uh, here, I, I agree with that. My, my issue is you, you got to look the part too. And I'm not like data driven. I'm I, I'm not. I I don't remember the statistics. I don't remember all that. I know what it does for you. You know, I, I can explain that. But if if I can't explain like, hey Nate, you know, your family, you're my friend here. We're we're agreeing, not necessarily friend, but you you don't dislike me while we're here. I, I can't I can't put that aside. Like like you said, uh well they're if they don't want to be my friend, then that's fine. I don't want to be yours. Like, no, that's not the case. <laughs> no, you don't want to be my friend. Yeah, I still want to be yours. So, and and that's what shuts. Did you down. like me? Yes, <laughs> right. And that is uh, that is something I learned when I got here. I never used to be that way. I I used I hang out with one person outside of work, and outside of work, I don't have many friends. But inside of work, it's like that. That's where I get that fulfillment from. So one of my favorite Christmas movies is It's a Wonderful Life. And there's a scene in it where Mr. Potter, who's like, you know, this really harsh, you know, A-type business personality uh, who tries to control the whole town. A scurvy little spider. (laughs) (laughs) He's sitting in his office and like his, I'll call him an accountant because I don't know that he had a name. His accountant comes up to him and is reviewing the fact that George Bailey, who's the hero of the movie, has been funding and building houses for all types of people. And the accountant takes a very consultative uh, perspective on things. He's like, Mr. Potter, it's no skin off of my nose, but like, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And he said, at some point I might find myself working for him. And like, it's that detachment of like, listen, I don't care what you do. Right. I don't care if you don't do anything. These are the facts. This is what's going on. And this is, this is what I think you should do. If you choose not to do it, fine. That's, that's up to you, but I've done my job. And if, if you want to stop right there, that's fine. But like even even in that scenario with Mr. Potter, who, you know, was extremely high D, like that was the presentation. Just this is what's going on. And I think there might be um, some elements of observation to take there in terms of how to deal with that A-type personality and remove yourself from being relationally hurt. Yes. Right. So, Jamie, what about you? What is the the dreaded objection that you hate to hear? Oh, man. Uh, the one that I that I hate to hear, especially because of the type of calls that I run, right, uh, which is primarily maintenances, and a decent amount of them didn't even realize that they had the maintenance plan, right? So we're calling them. They're like, oh, it's part of the plan. Okay. They have somebody that's been doing their electric for a while. Okay. So yeah. a, a, an existing electrician or somebody in the family? Either, either Honestly, either or. Um, and so, you know, that, t- that tends to be my hardest one to overcome. Um, what I've used to, 
to try to overcome that is the relationship that they have with our sister company, whether that's One Hour or Ben Franklin, right? So like they've trusted and used them over the years. But at the end of the day, if they weren't, didn't, didn't fully know that they had this or, you know, it, and they have somebody that's been doing their electrical work, I mean, there's trust that's been built up with that other person, that other company that like, if I come in, you know, there, there's a fine line between if the other company actually did things right or bringing them over to our side, you know, at, at that point. Um, so that's probably my toughest one. Um, the one that like, I just like, so I ran into it yesterday. Um, client had no idea he had uh, the electrical plan. He had a basic plan that gets wrapped in with the uh, heating and cooling pretty often. Uh, it's like a combo thing. Year goes by, they forgot they even like had it on there. Um, and as I was talking to the guy, good dude, we had a, a good time talking, had a lot of common interests. Um, but his grandfather, who's in his mid sixties, like the guy, like grandfather wasn't that crazy old, licensed electrician, and was already in the middle of doing stuff at his house. I don't know how to overcome that to the point where grandpa's doing it to help. The only thing that I got that it was is that his grandpa takes a little longer and he's kind of got to like talk to him a whole lot. And that was a little annoying. Um, and he's like, and my grandpa's still not cheap. His grandpa was charging him to do this stuff. But when we started looking at some of the things that we were recommending that like his grandpa had even told him he needed to do it, price compared to grandpa versus us. And he was fully satisfied with what grandpa was doing. Um, stuff like that, that I just, and I run into that amazingly more than what you might yeah. think because of the style of call that I run. It's not a service call where someone called us, right? you know, <clears throat> we're calling schedule and saying, Hey, this is part of the plan that you have. We'll come out. There's no charge. So Logan, I'm sure you've come across that before. If not, maybe a family member like, or sorry, uh, like an actual electrician that they're already using a family member or something like that, that. Oh, my, my sister's ex-boyfriend's, uh, you know, mother-in-law's mm. son uh, does electrical work and I'll just call him. So how have you overcome that before? I um, just straight ask them, like, then what, what am I here for? What, what do you expect from me? Because so when their comment to that is, is, well, I, I, honestly, I don't even know. Okay. So... I mean, we can role play that. So go ahead. Yeah. Like, uh, that's good question, Logan. I mean, I didn't even know I had this. They called me and told me, you know, so if a doctor called and told you it's time for a checkup today, are you just going to go in because you didn't know it was time for a checkup? Well, I mean, I don't think getting a checkup hurts. Right. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt, but you already know you're going with, you already know you have another electrician. Right. right? And you already know you like him. Mm Mm-hmm. Whether it's cheaper or not, you didn't have to schedule. Correct. I mean, you could have said, "Well, I don't need an electrician; just keep my price the same." Well, I I didn't even know I had this. Oh, okay. So then it's then the the company didn't even tell you I'm an electrician. Well, I mean, they said that I could come out for electrical. They said I had this as part of the plan. Oh, okay. I guess I guess what my I guess what my thing is is if I already have an electrician that I use, I don't care what company tells me they can send another one out right logan and i go around we've we've had this conversation how many times this is like (laughs) Like, yeah like logan's perspective is is like he 
you can't even fathom someone having me go out if they've used somebody else. And I, I'm like, well, hey, it's free. Like, what's an extra check going to hurt? <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's not, right? Like, that's never. And, and yeah. you, you're going up against some pretty hardcore CSRs in, in this building that yeah, are they're on closers. Coin. And yeah. gonna get, they're going to get you out there, buddy. And, and that's fine. I guess what my, if I'm the type of person, if I have, if I have someone I use for something, I don't care at what point in time it saves me money on another deal, anything like that. I still use that same person. Mm -hmm. And when you call me and you say, well, you had this electrical plan, I guess my shift changes to, well, why didn't I know about this? Because I would have said no then. Not just give in and, hey, well, let's just get another opinion. You know, and, yeah. and that comes from finding the value of your time. You know, that's, that's what this place has showed me. My time is worth something. It's not just, hey, I'm just going to get another opinion for no problem to save me five bucks a month. So where does your mindset go when you're in the middle of this conversation? I've had this happen, I don't know, dozens of times, hundreds yeah. of times, whatever it was when I was in a truck, because my mindset was, immediately goes to game on. Not only am I competing against another plumber, to, to become this person's plumber for life. Yep. But lucky me, I get to compete against a plumber who's not even here. Well, and, and to the whole point about this is like Nate's question was, is our, our least favorite one to mm -hmm. get, right? It's not that we don't overcome these, right? And so the, the way that I found to overcome it is the fact of starting to ask those questions. It's like, when was the last time that they were here? Okay. How often have you used them? Um, if, you know, I mean, just trying to figure out what the relationship was. So I had one last week. Um, her brother does her electric. Oh, gotcha. Do you see him a whole lot? No, he lives four hours away. I can never get him over here. <laughs> gotcha. So if there's stuff going on here, it sounds like getting him here, you know, is, is typically not really realistic, right? But you would probably use him as like an advisor of whether something actually needed done or not. So now we shift it with the fact that like, well, no, my brother does all the electric, to the fact that, like, yeah, it doesn't actually do it, but it would be someone that we'd want to bring into the conversation. So, I mean, there, there are definitely ways around that. Um, it's not like a stop all. It's my least favorite one to get, right? Um, I think there's an interesting dynamic, too, because, like, for me, um, if I would choose to use a family member, depending on what it is, and, you know, when I say family member, like extended family mm -hmm. or friend or neighbor or something like that, in the back of my head, if something goes wrong, yep. like the job's half done and I can't get a hold of them or like they're on vacation or, you know, the, the summer got in the way mm -hmm. or the job's not done to my liking, that stresses me out because now I have to go have an awkward conversation in which, in which case I would probably just avoid it. Is this why you don't want me to do your panel at your house? <laughs> <laughs> Two years unable to close Nate's panel. I have not cracked his code now. I think I just yeah. did. Nate, you know, you know how our pay structure works. I got a sweet deal that if I close your panel, Jamie will give me half. Okay. No, I think I mean, I'm serious though. Like there's something there because yeah. like I would hesitate using, uh, you know, an acquaintance. We'll just call mm -hmm. it an acquaintance. Uh, depending on the project, you know, if I'm serious about it and like I, I'm, you know, particular about the way I want it done, yep. I might hesitate to use them even if like they're going to do it for pizza or something like that because right. 
Oh, man, that looks bad. <laughs> so, so, so this is where the questions come in as to what is most valuable to them. Right. Right. Like, is the chance of their friend getting hurt and having to go through their homeowner's insurance worth it? it is the fact of like, hey, they kind of start, life gets busy because they've got their own jobs, right? right? And doesn't complete things. Or is purely the only thing that matters to them is getting it done as cheap as possible. Right. You know, and, and so there, that's how you kind of work through that, but it's got to be through the questions and kind of figuring out what is important to them. If at, at the end of the day, they are the few percent that like all they care about is the lowest price. Cool. We're not going to be the greatest fit. Right. Like just that it, that's okay. Right. And, and that's again, back to the consultant. Hey, mm -hmm. fine. I'm, my feelings aren't hurt. Yep. My wallet's not impacted. It's okay. Appreciate you being honest with me. Right, you've just saved us both a lot of, uh, a lot of time lot of and headache. headache. Yep. Right. Yep. And and that's a critical thing to remember. And that comes back to something that uh, we believe in here thoroughly and has been very a, a big part of the Sandler training that we've received, which is the abundance mentality. Yes. Earlier in the episode, you mentioned about when you were going through your slump, you had on, and I'm you, you kind of referenced it, but I, it might have gotten lost to the audience. Uh, dollar sign glasses. Yep. And actually, I, I think Brian. Bought, he, he literally bought me dollar sign he glasses. He bought you dollar sign glasses yeah. as a visual reminder of what you look like when you're presenting out of desperation. Yep. So speak to that a little bit uh, in terms of how you recognize that you're there because some of our listeners might be there and they don't know it. Right. And then what do you do if and when you happen to find yourself in that place? Yeah. Um, it, you've got to come from a place of being humble enough to realize like things aren't going the way you want them and finding someone, a mentor with an outside perspective to go and talk to. Um, and so, you know, obviously, like, as a strong-willed person, I like to solve my own problems. Uh, so banging my head against the wall for a week and a half or so till I got to the point where I'm like, dude, I need some help. I freaking call Brian. It's like, dude, I was just at one. I remember calling him on the end, end of the call, end of the day, and just like so frustrated, like ready to just be done. Like this job needed to go like for every reason it should have. Um, and, and it didn't. Um, and so Brian initially started working through like objections I should have done. He's like, well, we need to take a time out. Like, and he saw right away from that outside perspective of what, where, where I was coming from. And so I needed that perspective to, to kind of offset it. So it, you've got to be in honest with yourself, like, and be willing and humble enough to ask for help. Logan, uh, you're not, um, a stranger to slumps either. And I'm not trying to, you know, put you on blast here, but like, that's a real thing that everybody in the trades experiences at one point or another. What has been your observation as to like, how did you get there and, and how did you recognize that you were there? And then what did you do to get out? Well, you don't, you don't recognize you're there. You, you don't have a way out. You just kind of make it, you know, fake it till you make it type of thing. Like when I first got here, I sold everything, pretty much everything I touched. My closing rate wasn't a hundred percent, but I was selling way more than I was expected to. Um, then I had two weeks where I didn't sell a thing. And that two weeks made you completely forget about what you did before. And, and you're, I talked to Brian about it and Brian, Brian said to me, he goes, I go in, I go in his office. Brian was in the office with Mike at the time and I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, I, I don't think I want to sell anymore. 
And uh, Brian's words were, well, what do you mean you don't want to sell anymore? So I, I just, this slump sucks. And it made me so mad because he's just like, well, that's just normal. Just just go back out there, sell your next one. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, you, you don't have any advice? He's like, yeah, stop thinking about it. And then it would, the money glass is like, and it depends too. I don't know about you, Jamie, but if I have a lot of stuff going on at home, that can change the slump too. And the slump, so you slump at work, you go home upset, you slump at home, which makes you wake up slumping at work, which it, it's a never ending cycle. You just got to, you got to find something you can do to break it, whether it's take two days off. I actually had to stop when I was in my two week slump. I stopped listening to the podcast completely, stopped listening to any training thing, just music. And then in, until I got my, you know, got it, got it built up, people can see when you're in a slump and I am no stranger to them. Like I said, I, I had a, last month I had an $80,000 day, uh, still struggled to hit 250 for the month. That, that, that's a slump. You know, it's the consistency. I talk to Jamie all the time. The consistency is what you need, not the big tickets. And that, and that's what, that's what I'm having trouble focusing on. Yeah, good time to mention uh, the power of consistency. Logan yes. Long's book, it's an awesome yep. book. Yeah, it's uh, it's for Logan. It, well, for everybody when we get into a slump. So this is why in my in my top desk drawer, I have a pair of cheap plastic sunglasses with no lenses, and they have huge dollar signs. Got huge dollar signs across the lenses. Um, and we'll do a training on that once in a while where we just talk about, you know, typically when you're in a slump, it's because your focus has shifted now to, you know, at your guys' level, it's probably not how am I paying the mortgage this month, but at many people's level, it, it is how am I paying the mortgage this month. But at your level, it's I haven't made any money in a week and a half. Like I need to get back on track. And so I put those dollar sign sunglasses on and I, look at the person talking to me and I say, would you want to buy from me right now? And the answer is obviously no. Um, and the reason is because I'm, lo I'm looking at you like a paycheck or a piece of revenue or a, you know, broken streak as opposed to what you guys do so well, which is, well, Logan, you, you only see the person that you're dealing with and Jamie, you see the electrical system and that's what you see. And the second you, get off track and start seeing a, a record to break a, which is why it's so hard to break records because you get <laughs> right up to that tipping point and you start thinking about the record and you stop thinking about the people or um, to get out of a drought, you start thinking about a paycheck and not the people, or you start thinking about a, uh, a broken bad streak and, and you stop thinking about the people. And if you're relational like Logan, you absolutely have to be thinking about the people. So when I say, stop thinking about it. It's, it is, uh, it's what I mean. And oftentimes, so what I tell people like these two and have told you guys before, you need to go sit in a passenger seat and do a ride along with your counterpart here because it's never been the case that you were both in a, in a drought at the same time mm -hmm. yet, no. thankfully. So you, you need to see someone doing it right and remember why, remember, figure out where you're doing it wrong and it's real obvious to see when you see someone else doing it the right way that you're like, oh gosh, I'm I'm using no empathy here. I'm I'm off my system. I'm not. I'm shortcutting things to try to hurry up and get there. And um, you know, Jason Walker, J Dub, who's on here, did that 
thing, that analogy you talked about where you shortcut your process and you look at your process like a piece of paper. And every time you tear a little sheet off that, that process and shortcut it a little bit, um, you just ball that all up in your hand. And then at the end, you take it and throw it up in the air, and that's now your process. And you've shortcutted it so many times, it's not even a process anymore. But you don't feel it happening while you're doing it. And, um, but typically, it is, it is just a lack of empathy. It's a lack of focusing on the person yep. and, and more focusing on getting, getting out of this dry spell. We've all been there. Desperation is a stinky cologne, they say. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Uh and uh, as Jocko Willink always says, um, intentions leave a smell. Yep. And if your intention is to get revenue, break a record, break a bad streak, or just pay your bills, that's what they see you as. So the dollar sign glasses are meant to say, this is literally what you look like right now. And you can't come at a person looking like that. You know, try doing that. Well, you guys are both married, so don't try it. But single listeners out there, try going at a, you know, uh, trying trying to get a lady's phone number or a guy's phone number or whatever with that desperation look like your eyes all wide and out of breath, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. Got to have the abundance mentality. Yep. Yeah. Ever since I have those glasses, I put them up above my camera in the truck. You mean you cover the camera? No. <laughs> if you guys check the camera, it's going to look like dollar signs. <laughs> they're looking uh, back at Logan, seeing dollar signs. No, that's, yeah, that's what they're seeing by yeah. checking the cameras. That's right. Um, <laughs> when I get in the when I get in my truck after every call, that's the first thing I look at, kind of as a mental check. Was did I stress too much on making money? And and you can and and I do it without even knowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. It's crazy, like, and I, and when I do, I've already gone back in a client's home and just said, like, hey, you know, I, I, I don't think I was focused on the right thing. Can we can we kind of redo this? 90 of them, 90% of them say no, but that one might change their mind. Well, it, it's the fact of, like, if you feel it, they're feeling it. Yep. Call it out, right? Like, it takes some, some freaking balls in the moment to do, some vulnerability, but this goes obviously beyond, you know, being in a client's home and selling and things like that. This is just relational period. If you can sense something and kind of feel it, don't be afraid to call it out. Right. Well, fellas, I want to move into a uh, rapid fire round here. And so I have a number of uh, homeowner types that I'm going to call out to you. And I'll tell you who's going first here, Jamie. We're going to start with you. I'm going to give you a homeowner type, and I want you to keep your response 30 seconds or less. Okay. You can either give a dialogue about how or what you would say exactly, or you can just say like bullet points. This is how I would handle these situations or this type of homeowner. Yep. Uh, but we're just looking for a lot of advice in a quick window here. Okay. okay. Logan, you're going to go second, and we'll keep alternating back and forth. All right, Jamie, you're up first. So uh, we're going to start off with the internet says guy. Go. Yeah. Um, I'd pull up the internet because I use it all the time. Uh, I'd like to see their resources, take a look and see what they're seeing on the internet, see if they're actually looking at it. Um, So if they're talking about price, obviously we have lower price options to equate to that and I can show them the price book. Um, Or if they're going to the internet saying, you know, I mean, I don't know. I use the internet myself all the time. So that <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> Just saving him time. Yeah. All right, Logan, the distracted homeowner. Um, I'm, I called out, hey, is there, you know, doesn't seem like you're fully here with me. 
I, the last thing I want to do is give you information you're not going to retain, not going to understand, and that's going to hurt you. Is there something I can help you work through as far as other things going on before we present this? Is now a good time? That's what I do on that one. Love it. Jamie, the hurried homeowner. What do you mean, Nate? Uh, the, the, like, I got soccer practice. I got gotcha. things going on. Like, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah. Very similar response to Logan's last one is if I sense that, call it out um, and just say, hey, guys, for me to do my job, it's going to take about this amount of time. Um, it, it's seeming like today's not a great day for that. Is there a time of day? Maybe that's a little later in the evening or, I, you know, I can be flexible with my schedule. But is there a time that's going to be a little bit better um, for me to be here for you guys? All right, Logan, the uh, DIY guy. Um, would you the D, the DIY guy to me is is probably one of the harder ones. Um, I, I guess my response is: Are you licensed? Are you insured? Did you have it inspected? Are you aware of all the things that could happen if you are not insured, licensed, or have it inspected? That's that's how I go about that one. Nice. Surprise, Brian, tagging you in here. They're always trying to sell me on something, guy. Mm, I love that one. Oh, so, me too. Oh, you threw you, up a fastball. Yeah. Come on, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I have. <laughs> so this one was an easy layup. For, I did not know he was going to be doing this, but it, but it's a layup for me because I have two uh, rebuttals to this objection written down that I train on here often. I just memorized one. So I'm sorry to hear you say that, that you think every time we come out here, we try to sell you something, Nate. Um, and that does, it does bother me to hear you say that, but would you like to know what bothers me even more? Yes. When I get out to your house Sunday night, 9 PM, and you have water all over the floor and you look at me and say, I just had one of your plumbers here three weeks ago. Why didn't he tell me this was going to happen? Right. And that's beautiful. So how do we keep that from happening? Uh, we, we take care of it right now. I just at least point out to you that it is a possibility that something can go wrong. You know what the other thing is that bothers me more than hearing that? What is that? When I come out here and see all new, you know, name the product, a tankless water heater, water treatment, a new panel, a generator, new HVAC system, some new IAQ products, and they're not ours. And I look at you as the homeowner and I say, I love that you had this stuff put in. I would have recommended the same, but if you don't mind me asking, how come you didn't have us do it? And the, and the client's response tends to be, oh, I've had you guys coming out here for years. I didn't know you did that. And we missed the opportunity to give you what we feel is the highest level of service on these products that you could receive in this area. Love it. Love it. Way to keep it under 30 seconds, Brian. You killed that one. Well, you asked me two questions, so. <laughs> that was rehearsed. <laughs> All right, Jamie, uh, the disinterested homeowner. Call it out. Um, you know, Nate, it seems like, you know, we're, we're not really, I'm getting the vibe that, like, you don't want me here. Uh, is there something that I, I did or something, you know, that, that's going on here? It just seems like, you know, you don't want me here. It seems like, you know, you don't really care about what we're here to do. Um, is that the case? Uh, no, I just got a lot going on. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I mean, Nate, what, what we've got going on here I might sound relatively simple and, you know, not that important. Um, but your electrical system actually is. Is there going to be a better time where 
where we could sit down, you know, maybe find a time that like is going to be a little bit better for you. Nice. Logan, the, uh, the last electrician didn't say anything about this stuff guy. Well, that's all the reason to go with me then. Uh, the last electrician was also with your company. Okay. Um, it was Jamie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was in that okay, dry well, spell, man. He had those dollar sign glasses on. Here's what I'm going to tell you about Jamie. I guarantee you, if Jamie was in his right sense of mind, that would have been said. He must have been having an off day. Um, we, we can continue to focus on the last guy, or we can focus on the here and now. We can do whatever one you want. Um, I, I, I guess my issue with it is, can you give the guy a break? Sure. Yeah, that happens to all of us. I love the, I love, I've never actually trained or heard that one before, but hey, can we give the guy a break? Yep. It's like, he knows Jamie's heart. He knows the last mm. electrician would not have wanted to at least purposely leave this undone. Intentionally but done he, him a disservice. But he may have made a mistake today. Yep. Let's give him a break. And I, I always follow that. Sorry to not go on this, but I always follow that up with myself and saying like, I know I've had an off day here or there where like I might have missed something. Um, I, and I just wish I could go back and apologize to that client. And I know yeah, and, and Z, I'm sure would feel the same way. The absolute worst thing you can do in this situation is what? Uh, argue with them that like they didn't do their job or, exactly. you know, hurl the other tech di- under the bus diss them down, whether it's someone who is on your team or not, because mm-hmm. for all, you know, it's some friend electrician of yours that works at another company. Yep. And like, you don't want to dog that dude out. Yep. And he, even, even so there's no win ever you in dis- dogging out another company. You discredit yourself immediately. There's zero winning there. Uh, Jamie, the, I can't make my own decisions guy. Gotcha. Um, we've are either <laughs> <laughs> when I saw Logan again, uh, I need to get his wife involved now. <laughs> uh, that, that's a question, not a problem. Um, you know, is there anybody else that would be involved, you know, in making this decision with you? Brian, the arrogant homeowner. Oh, that's a, that's a wide berth there, the but I know better than you. Oh, okay. So typically, what what are you looking for when you're when you're uh, displaying arrogance? Get your needs met, right? Yeah, reassurance. So I I go when I was a younger tech, I used to try to argue with this person and go, "I'm a I'm a plumber." You know, I started in new construction. I did a little commercial. I'm a residential service now. Uh, later on, I just found that they they kind of wanted reassurance, like. Maybe they just want to feel good about themselves or something. I would compliment them on their knowledge and say, it seems like some of this stuff you might be smarter than me at. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind me asking, how do you feel about this? Or whatever we're talking about. How do you feel about the quality of your water? Knowing that you have 1.2 part per million chlorine in your tap water, despite the fact that you already pay the city, the township to treat that water. How does it make you feel knowing that since you know so much about this? Like whatever the thing is, is like, compliment their knowledge on it and ask them how they feel about it. So what are they going to tell you? Oh yeah. Thank you. Oh, on that. Yeah. I don't know that much about that. <laughs> it's, it's almost always how it happened, but instead of getting on a defensive, getting on the back foot, get on, get on the, the front of your foot and just compliment them. Mm-hmm. You hit them with some like gratitude goes a long way in like any circumstance, if you can figure out how to throw that in there. But yeah, nice. Logan, the absentee guy, such as they're not in the home and I'm presenting to the wife? Uh, no, Nobody's in the home. Like, or landlord. The landlord guy. We'll, we'll make it specific. You're okay. making Logan sell to the drywall? 
Yeah, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Drywall's got a big bank account. <laughs> um, with with the absentee guy, I'm I'm calling on the phone. Um, conversation starts off as, hey, you know, I have some I have some issues here. I think it'd be better to meet in person. When when's a good time to sit down? I don't want to throw a number at you, and then you just focus with the big Google eyes on the on the number and not not hear what I have to say. And I'm a visual learner. Maybe I can show you. Nice. Uh, the give me your best price, bottom dollar, sharpen your pencil guy, Jamie. Yeah, uh, not a problem. I'll draw you that up. And just because we do truly believe in, in giving people options, I'll draw that one up for you. I'm also just going to show you the, the one above that. Just that way, you know, when we get out of here, you've at least seen the options. And when you pick the, the lowest one, if that's what you want, then at least I've done my job so that, you know, I know you've seen what we have to offer. Logan, the frustrated, why is this happening to me guy? Um, it's, it's with frustration, any frustration, I'm like, look, I, I get it. I know you're frustrated. I know you don't understand why this is happening to you. Can we tackle this problem together? Can I come beside you on this instead of be the, be the brunt of what, what you're feeling? Jamie, the, if it ain't broke, I don't fix it guy. Yeah. Um, when, when you're talking about broke, do you mean by not having power or, you know, with, with something like that, I mean, I'm going to try to change perspective, okay, on what broke actually looks like. Because we run into that a lot with electricity in the home where people think as long as I have power, it's all working. Um, and so typically, you know, that's something that we fish out through my upfront contract and, and process that that's more who they are. Uh, and so we're shifting that perspective of to what broke actually looks like. Brian, the I'm frustrated. This is the fourth time you guys have been out this week and you still haven't fixed it, guy. Ouch. <laughs> and I can't uh, I can't apologize enough. I feel like we have uh, and not feel like I know we have wasted your time here and uh, I have not seen what's going on yet. And this is this is my first time out. Is that correct? Yes. This is my first time out. I can assure you one way, or, one way or the other, we are going to get to the bottom of this today. Can I ask that you wipe the slate clean with me here today and we start over? Because you, I haven't seen you before, yes, but if it's not fixed today, we're going to have problems. If, if I can't get it fixed for you today or at least figure out what the solution is going to have to be, I deserve problems. Love it. Love it. You guys killed it. A little applause. Well done. The smile that Nate got on his face when he pushed that button. It was good. Oh, Nate's a techie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Make no mistake. <laughs> well, fellas, I know you have uh, you actually have to apply all this knowledge into the field sometime today and go make some money. So we were gonna bring things in for a landing here. I've really appreciated the conversation uh, with both of you. If our listeners are interested in learning more about your stories uh, or about even reaching out to you, are you open to that and what would that look like? Uh, I'm an open book. Um, I enjoy having people, people here asking questions. Um, we're in the waste no day, um, Facebook group. Um, see you there. Yeah. So don't, don't hesitate to, to shoot a message or tag us on that. And yeah. Awesome. Logan. Yeah. Same kind of same thing. It's not just something I enjoy. It's something I encourage. Mm -hmm. Um, I, if you have any questions on sales techniques, anything like that, I'm on Facebook. Um, that's probably the best way. It would be great to get 
that get that kind of dialogue going in the Waste No Day Facebook group, which is kind of underutilized. You know, Nate and I just don't have a whole lot of time to invest in that group. But while we were sitting here recording, I took a snapshot of you guys and posted it in there, and it's getting some pretty good traction. Um, but, yeah, if, if if that's the kind of thing you'd like, you'd like to see – you'd like to hear us overcome some objections or, or read some, some rebuttals, then post them into the Waste No Day Facebook group. If you're not on there, find one of the four of us and uh, friend us, and we'll get you in the group pretty quick. Yep. Um, and ask the question in there, and we'll one of us or all of us will answer it pretty quickly. And here's the thing. If, if you're thinking of a question, somebody else is too. So yep. let's help everybody else get better and learn. I got some vacation to burn. I'll, I'll make mobile trips too. <laughs> we, we need to oh figure boy. that out they, first. Good, because there's a guy in Gary, Indiana, who wants you to come out and uh, sure, help let's him go. overcome some objections. <laughs> he means uh, the tropical ones. All right, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, fellas, it's been good to have you on. And as we wrap up things here, uh, I just want to use you or use this platform to be encouraging to our listeners, you know, they're coming at it from all different perspectives. Some of them are having the roughest week that they've ever had in their trade career. Others, others of them are, you know, sitting high on the mountain and this is just like another cloud lifting and things are wonderful. Um, you have your, your young guns who are just stepping into this and they're getting beat up in the trenches a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you have your 20 year vets who are like, you know, a little tired of things and, and, and wondering if, you know, how much longer can they do this? So, I want you to speak to the listening audience, but I want you to filter it through each other. So Jamie, I want you to say like, you know, these are the things that I appreciate about Logan and what he has taught me and what I think he brings to the table into teaching our whole audience. Yeah. Um, I mean, the things that I appreciate about Logan um, and that really anybody can learn and, and improve from is the dude's heart of gold. Like he just he freaking cares. Um, you know, he, I don't think you'd meet anybody that's run into Logan that that would say that that he doesn't care about you when he's talking to you. Like when, when you're interacting with Logan, uh, he's one of the unique people where you feel that like you're all that matters when you're talking to him. Um, and there's just there's a sense of like peace and feeling important that goes along with that. Um, I'm really thankful for. Super Logan. Same question for you. Filtered through Jamie. Um, you, you have, you have given me a reason to, uh, learn, move on, better myself. Um, basically always something to look forward to. And you're, you never let me stay complacent. You're, you're always pushing me to that next level, even if it is above you. Ouch. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I was trying to say something. See what I mean? You got to know me. I said something mean. I'm just messing with you, Logan. <laughs> I uh, love it, guys. And uh, again, it's been awesome to have you on here. Uh, both things of what you said there are valuable lessons for anybody listening, whether it's, you know, build your relationship skills so that you can be genuine with the homeowner, or whether it's find a mentor or a friend or somebody to encourage you along the way who can challenge you and, you know, knock you off of neutral. Mm -hmm. uh, when you slide back into that. So thank you both of you so much for everything that you've brought, not only to our doors here in this company, but our listeners at large and what you're doing for the trades. It's been super awesome to have you on the show and uh, we are so thankful for it. Yeah. It's always good to have you guys on here. It's always good to just chill out in my office and have some conversation. You know, we had uh, Joey Abedini who uh, slid right between you two and revenue for the Mr. Sparky network in 2022 uh, and, you know, the four of us in, were in 
my office yesterday just doing this kind of thing, going over cool stories from the field and some objections and stuff. And I appreciate about both of you that anytime anyone wants to do that, you guys are game. Mm-hmm. It's a big help to this this team and organization, and, it, and it's helped so many younger techs develop into better technicians, and as well as the technical side. I mean, you're both always a big help with younger electricians on the technical side as uh, Owen and Roman, two of our younger electricians, came and sat in my office the other day and just said they wanted to share their gratitude with Logan for swinging by a job that they were on that he had sold that they were just kind of stuck on. And he used his electrical expertise to get them through and then not only tell them what to do, but actually said he got down in a pit or a hole or something and did it for them, but then explained exactly how it was done and why it was done that way. And they said it was was, uh, great to see. So That was that low volt one, right? Yeah, and and it's important to know that that stuff helps me too keeps me fresh yeah all right that's a wrap for this podcast we hope that you appreciated uh two powerhouses of the trades and the electrical industry on the show today uh it's been a great two-part episode and as we wrapped up this episode uh this week uh what a great conclusion if you didn't hear last week's make sure that you go back and check it out a lot of fantastic information in both episodes as we have really enjoyed our time together with logan and jamie We want to leave you now with our weekly challenge, which is to, like Logan said, make sure that you are not being complacent. And like Jamie said, make sure that you're building on your relationships and communication, as well as choosing to wake up every single morning and waste no day. 